Welcome back to Season 3 of Getting Into Good Trouble, where trouble goes, we follow. Each week, we find a global conflict and dig deeper in order to gain empathy. Eden, why don't you tell us what's happening this episode? This week, we will be covering the Mexican drug war. The Mexican drug war is a conflict between the Mexican government and large drug trafficking organizations. An essential piece of information needed to know before understanding the drug war is what a cartel is and how it operates. So basically, a cartel is an association of manufacturers or suppliers. So far, the drug cartels in Mexico have managed to import and distribute cocaine, fentanyl, heroin, marijuana, and meth into the United States. It'll be hard to understand what's happening currently with the Mexican drug war if you don't know the history. So let's start with that. Over the years and decades, the drug cartels have grown significantly, but they've also broke apart, battled for territory, and much more. Some of the biggest cartels include Sinaloa Cartel, which was led by El Chapo, and this was Mexico's oldest and most influential drug trafficking group. It had the largest international footprint. Another big cartel was Jalisco New Generation Cartel, also known as CJNG, and originally Jalisco was an alliance with Sinaloa, but it broke off in 2010. Another big one was Bentrin Leva Organization, and they were also an alliance with Sinaloa, but they also broke off in 2008. Um, so people wonder what are like the leading factors to the cartel's growth, and what we found was when they were like in trouble, they would use a portion of their vast profits to pay off judges, police, and po- politicians. And the cartels have thrived when Mexico was ruled by a single party, which was the Institutional Revolutionary Party, also known as... Hey, Colin, can you talk to us about the effect of the Mexican drug war? I can. Mexican drug cartels take in between $19 billion and $29 billion annually from drug sales in the U.S. By the end of President Felipe Calderon's administration, which went through December 1st, 2006 to November 30th, 2012, the total deaths related from the Mexican drug war was at least 60,000 deaths. And since 2013, the death toll is above 120,000 deaths, excluding the 27,000 people who are missing. Enrique Piena Nieto, president from 2012 to 2018, continued the fight of the drug war started by President Felipe against the cartels and drug-related violence. A massive victory for his administration was the 2014 arrest of El Chapo, the boss of Mexicans' most powerful drug trafficking operations of the Sinaloa cartel. So let's move on to the timeline. So, Sophia, can you please give us some more information about that? So in 1930, the use of drugs such as cannabis started to become more popular. Then when World War II began, it completely blocked the Turkish and European imports of opium, marijuana, and heroin, which is needed for the protections of morphine. And in 1959 through 1969, Stephen Company is the only industry in the world approved by the U.S. to legally import cocaine, bringing around 100 trillion tons of dried coca leaves from Peru annually. And the Coca-Cola Company was one of the largest companies using the coca leaves. Also, psychiatrist Dr. Robert DuPont conducted a urinalysis of everyone entering the D.C. jail system in August of 1969. He finds 44% test positive for heroin. 
1984, the DEA and Mexican officials decided to take charge, so they raided a large marijuana cultivation and processing complex in the Chihuahua Desert, owned by Kingpin Rafael Caro Quintero. 7,000 campesinos work at the complex where between 5,000 to 10,000 tons of high-grade marijuana worth $2.5 billion were found and destroyed. That is when cocaine transport routes began to move into Mexico, and by the mid-1980s, it became the major transportation route for cocaine into the U.S. And soon after, in 1990 and 1998, George W. Bush proposed adding an additional $1.2 billion to the budget for the war on drugs, including a 50% increase in military spending. This is crazy because this shows how badly the government wants this to end. And more recently, in 2019 and 2020, the amount of fentanyl seized by Mexican authorities nearly quintupled between 2019 and 2020. So you would think that the war would be slowing down, but even more recently, the cartel violence is starting to force people to flee their homes, leaving ghost towns behind. This information was brought to you by Research Guides and Backgrounder. Now, as you can tell, the Mexican drug war is not slowing down. We interviewed Randy Toole, a resident of Mexico, and he gave us some interesting insight on the police's involvement with drug wars and cartels. He said that when before they killed all the main drug bosses, everything was pretty tranquil around here. There wasn't a lot of activities. There wasn't a lot of gangs fighting over control. But once El Chapo and some of the other big bosses were arrested or killed, you know, things got, got kind of crazy because all the different sanctions in different parts of the country were fighting for control. And that's when, you know, the rival gangs and the rival cartels would, would fight each other. And sometimes they would shoot at each other in the streets or on the highways. And some of the tourists or some of the innocent people would get caught up in the stuff. And that's, that's what made the news all the time. But, but before they started cracking down on all drug cartels, it was pretty calm around here. So it was an organized business and they knew who was in charge and who ran the show. And they weren't fighting for control. They just had to, they had one boss and they did what they were supposed to do and they didn't shoot each other. <laughs> but now, now that there's real no one, one big head of the family or one big head of the control of the cartels, they're always fighting for who has a bigger piece of the pie and who gets more control. So that's when the tourists and the things get shot or the innocent people get shot is when they're fighting and they accidentally shoot somebody else. To expand on what he just said, the police's involvement has caused crime to flare up because the police took down some powerful cartel leaders, which caused fights and shootings. Before the police got involved, the cartels were organized, so there weren't many fights between rival gangs. After powerful cartel leaders were taken down, there were fights and shootings over control. Most of the time, when I hear about the drug wars, bad things, is from Americans or, or the American news. We watch American TV here, and quite often they'll say something about uh, there's a trouble warning or a terrible warning to Mexico because of all the cartels and the trafficking going on. So to clarify that, a lot of drug wars have been blown out of proportion by the U.S. news, and they do not take place all over Mexico. Thank you, Randy Toole, for letting us interview you on this topic. It was a good learning experience for all of us. Hey, Sophia, can we fast forward to 2021? Yeah, so now that we've got the history down, let's focus on the present. So, Liana, do you have any info on current drug leaders? 
Nemesio Oseguera Cervantes is a middle school dropout who is the leader of Mexico's deadliest and largest growing drug cartel called Cartel Jalisco Nueva Generacion, also known as the CJNG cartel. El Mencho directs the group's drug trafficking operations through the, through the states of Jalisco, Colima, and Guanajuato. He has made billions of dollars from drug dealing. Matthew Donahue, a DEA deputy chief of operations, said they want to control the drug market. If that takes that killing all the cartels and killing innocent people, they'll do it. This is made evident because one thing that they are known for doing is beheading people and placing the heads on the hoods of cars. On November 15th, police officials arrested his wife, Rosalinda Gonzalez Valencia, also known as La Jefa, which means the boss in Spanish. Police officials say a significant blow to the a significant blow to the financial structure of organized crimes in the state of Jalisco. Rosalinda is um, a huge part of the drug cartels. She has many connections. Her brothers are part of CJNG, and they have also founded a criminal group, which ended up falling out. This has not been the first time she was arrested. She was arrested May 2018 for money laundering, but the charges got dropped because the lack of evidence. Even though the Mexican drug war started in Mexico, it is a crisis that has affected the entire world, so it is important to be educated on it. This episode is brought to you by Eden, Liana, Sophia, AC, Callum, Colin, and Aiden. If you're interested in listening to more of our podcasts, ask your smart speaker to play the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast.